Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 6 of Podmas. Almost a week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today, I'm sorry, we just got us two. We're all alone. On a mountain. With no third man. But today we are going to be discussing third man on the mountain. What is your first impression of this movie? I loved it. There you go, guys. Katie... Didn't love it as much as I did. I mean, it was fine, but Meg was just like, her eyes were glued to this screen, and she just kept looking back at me and saying, I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I really did. I really did. So, uh, on that note, it's time for (laughs) the 30-second Disney Dash. You're first. Are you ready? Nope, but yeah. I know. It's been like two weeks since we watched it. Right, so this should be interesting. On your mark, (laughs) get set. Okay, so we have James MacArthur again, um, and he plays the lead role. It takes place in Switzerland. He works as a dishwasher, but his dad was a super famous climber who climbed not to the top of the Matterhorn, but almost. So he wants to be a climber, but his family won't let him. But then it's all about how he ends up becoming a climber, and he makes it to the top of the mountain. Does he? Actually, no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I I said it, I was like, wait, he doesn't. (laughs) Well, 23 seconds. I actually prepared a 30-second Disney dish if you would like to grab a stopwatch over there. Show off. What? No. Makes me feel better. Okay. Go. Rudy is a dishwasher with a passion for the mountains. (laughs) He wants to be a guide like his late father. Determined to conquer the mountain who defeated his father, he disregards his mother's pleas and joins a famous climber for training. Rudy finds what he always knew was his father's secret path, but can he make it to the top? Nope. (laughs) 16 seconds. All right. All right, so some history. Third Man on the Mountain is from 1959. It was directed by Ken Anakin and starred Michael Rennie and James MacArthur. It was set during the golden age of alpinism, and its plot concerns a young Swissman who conquers the mountain that killed his father. It is based on Banner in the Sky, a James Ramsey Alma novel about the first ascent of the Citadel and was televised under this name. So the film was made on location in Switzerland with Gaston Rebuffat as the head of the mountain's second unit photography. The film was shot in the summer of 1958 in Zermatt, Switzerland, located at the base of the Alps. And this was a location that Walt was familiar with from his ski trips. Is very good skiing out there. Mm-hmm. The studio portions of the film were done in London. The extraordinary difficulty of making this film on the Matterhorn was chronicled in the Perilous Assignments episode of Walt Disney Presents. I would love to watch that. Yeah, because this is your new obsession. Well, this was one of those. (laughs) So, like, you know, whenever you watch those videos on YouTube of guys, like, climbing things that are really tall and it gives you anxiety? Yes. I felt that watching this, watching them, like, climb the mountain. It seemed like a super dangerous thing to film. 
I don't know how they did it. It, it was. I'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so Third Man on the Mountain opened to good reviews. It was the sort of high-altitude thrills to send the viewer cowering deep in his seat and the sort of moving drama to put him on the edge of it. I think that described you exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it sits on the edge of your couch. Um, that was from Variety. While the New York Times wrote, the dramatic development is simple, the sentiments are noble and true, and the mountain climbing action is daring, convincing, and rough on the nerves. But it was disappointing at the box office. So nonetheless, it was reportedly one of Walt's favorite live-action films and an inspiration for a Disneyland landmark, the Matterhorn. Walt loved Switzerland. He took his family there for summer vacations and was on location for much of the shooting. While hiking around in the shadow of the Alps, he came up with the idea for the Matterhorn bobsled ride at Disneyland, and the attraction was up and running back home months before the film even opened and remains an iconic attraction at the theme park. Also, fun fact that... Shout out to our listener, Caitlin, who just told us that she happened to be at Disneyland for one of the anniversaries of this movie, and they had somebody climbing the Matterhorn there, like, for the anniversary, which is kind of cool. And also... I don't think that this has happened in a really long time, but they used to have, like, Mickey climb the mountain, I'm pretty sure. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's that's scary difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's got some big old shoes. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, so some fun facts. There wasn't too much to pull, that's unfortunately. Okay. But I got some stuff. So, the Matterhorn was an actual set location, and actors and crew were required to climb the summit for filming. So, to prepare for the role, James MacArthur, who plays Rudy, joined his co-stars for a two-week crash course in mountaineering in the Swiss Alps. Talk about pressure, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Many of them became so proficient that they performed some of their own stunts. Uh, MacArthur said they had some really fine Swiss mountain climbers doing some scaling in the mountains that was beyond my skills. But Ken Anakin, the director, had me hanging over 3,000-foot drops. Nope. No, thank you. Watching this film, both Katie and I, like, looked at each other and were like, people do this for fun. <laughs> yeah. It's not my thing, man. No. <laughs> Ooh, it just makes my stomach drop. I can't handle it. Yeah. Uh, Janet Monroe, who is fresh from Darby O'Gill and the Little People, she played Katie, the daughter of Darby was cast as MacArthur's supportive sweetheart. Mm-hmm. She also did her own fair share of climbing, um, according to director Anakin. She was the one who would do anything. Uh, while the young leads escaped unscathed, James Donald, who plays MacArthur's uncle, fell 18 feet and injured himself, according to some press materials. Ouch. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. Um, James MacArthur, Janet Monroe, and director Ken Anakin would all reteam the following year on Swiss Family Robinson. So we're going to get to that later on in Podmas. Mm-hmm. James MacArthur made this film during his summer break from Harvard University where he was studying history. Uh, another reason to like him. Oh my God, Mike's such a fan of this guy. <laughs> I love him. Um, the book's author... James Ramsey Ullman, he makes an unbilled cameo among the extras. Do you know, like, where? When? I, I don't remember. It is unbilled. Yeah. Not sure. Interesting. But he's in there. There were dancers and singers from the Valesian villages of Sierre and Sion. 
And they were brought in to perform authentic folk dances and music for the festival scenes, wearing their own costumes for the film. So here's Walt once again. That did look really authentic, that part of the film. Yeah. Here's Walt once again being as true as he can to, like, the place, the setting, the story, which we always really appreciate. Hmm. Um, The Citadel Mountain in the film doesn't actually exist. The Matterhorn stands in for it. And the real Matterhorn was only scaled for the first time in 1865, which is a year before this film is set. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. Mm -hmm. So as we were talking about before, um, it was pretty dangerous to film this movie. So for the more dangerous and spectacular climbing scenes, producer Bill Anderson secured the services of a famed alpine climber and mountain guide, Gaston Rebuffat. Right? Rebuffat. Rebuffat. Uh, he's the first man to climb all six of the great north faces of the Alps, which inclu- includes the Matterhorn. So he was their mountain unit director. So the camera team had to haul movie equipment up the summit of the Matterhorn and back on their backs in 60-pound backpacks, <laughs> making it quite a challenging climb and making it even more treacherous than it already was. So for the more intimate scenes with the stars, the mountain locations were recreated on a London soundstage with matte paintings by Peter, Peter Ellenshaw, who provided a breathtaking backdrop. I really love him. Me too. <clears throat> because if you don't know, you don't know. Right. You don't even notice. I'm starting to catch on more, but like only because of this podcast, right, exactly. honestly. Like I I wouldn't be able to point them out nearly as often. If, like, we didn't know that he did it so often. Yeah. But, like, sometimes I'll catch myself, like, ooh, I think that that was a painting. painting? Yeah. (laughs) All right. First up for characters, we have Rudy. He is the infamous James MacArthur. Uh, Quite dashing. So dreamy. Very dreamy. Love his hair. Now, is his hair better in this one or in The Light in the Forest? This one. <laughs> I had to think about you don't that like for the, a second. You don't like the shaved sides? Come on, man. <laughs> um, Rudy is really ambitious. He's a rebel. He's a rebel. A cause. Definitely with a cause. Mm-hmm. So he really looks up to his father, obviously. he All he wants to do... Like I, like, I feel for him. Like, I've never in this position. Like, I've never been held back, really, by anybody with, like, what I want to do. But, like, he was the entire film, pretty much, held back from what he wants to do. He wants to be a climber. Um, his mom... And, like, it's understandable that his mom is scared to let him be a climber because right. his father died climbing the Matterhorn, or the Citadel, as they call it in the movie. The kid has his dreams, you know? And he's super skilled, I don't think his mom knows that, though. He sneaks off to go and climb. But still, like, wouldn't you want to ask him about it or find out or... I don't know. But I am hardcore putting him in Slytherin. Yeah, I could see that. Because of how ambitious he is. And he's also super cunning every time he sneaks out to go to the mountain. True. So... With the help of his lady friend. So, uh, Rudy... We would share a common room. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're moving on from this character. Next up is Captain John Winter. This is his uncle, correct? No, this is the famous dude. Oh, this is the famous climber. The famous climber. Okay. Yes, you're right, because it's Captain. So, this is the man who wants to climb the Citadel and is looking for people to join him. Happens upon Rudy's 
uncle, because he knows that Rudy's uncle is a very skilled climber, gets him to do a climb with him that's not the Citadel, just like a regular climb in the Alps. And he had met Rudy... He'd met Rudy, like, earlier in the day and then ended up seeing him. Is that how that happened? I think so. Um, so he ends up seeing Rudy and, like, Rudy gets his way and, like, is able to come along on this climb. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. I don't really know how he pulled I that I think it's one. the captain's influence. Is like, no, I really want him to come. Like, let's, you know, like, let him show you what he's got, you know? Because mm. he learns who Rudy is. He learns that he's, like, this famous climber's son and he wants to oh, right because he saved his life he was in that trench yes that's right rudy saves the captain's life yes. that's right he gets him um to he gets his uncle to agree to let him come they go he gets a little bit overzealous with his climbing on the first go and kind of loses the captain's trust a little bit and definitely his uncle's trust um, so they basically are back to banning him from all climbing. Um, way to go, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, so he loses the captain's trust a little bit, but at the same time, like he still came, like he still ended up, he definitely gained it back in the end. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the captain, I think like he's definitely quite brave. He wants to go on this expedition because this dangerous scary yeah super dangerous yeah. where like they don't really even know the best path to do this climb he i'm going to put the captain in gryffindor i think yeah i'll take that but i like him he's a cool character i think that he is a huge role model to rudy he wants he's he's a mentor i think is a better word actually he's a mentor for for rudy um, and, like, plays a good role in his adventure, not adventure, expedition to becoming a good climber. A good guide. A good guide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next is Lisbeth. The love interest of Rudy. Mm-hmm. They're cute. They are. They have good chemistry. They're really cute. I really like them together. And she is a sweetheart. Oh, in yeah. In this movie. Oh, yeah. So, she works with Rudy. At the, I think it's an inn, a hotel, basically. So they, that's how they get to know each other. That's how they become friends. And then love interest eventually forms from that. But he, so he loses the trust of his uncle on that climb. And then um, the captain had gotten him, like, all this new equipment for it. He got him these nice new climbing shoes. He got him, a like, new rope and a new pick. Mm-hmm. So his uncle goes and sells the shoes, but Elizabeth actually is the one who buys them. And then she ends up buying them for Rudy, which is really sweet. And I kind of want to I kind of want to put her in Hufflepuff, I think. She's kind of like that cute little cupcake. Yeah, but she's <laughs> yeah, she's like super loyal to Rudy. Yeah. And just a really solid friend to him that turns into more and it's just sweet i think the whole thing is just sweet yeah it's very sweet Mm -hmm. i agree with that yeah i know there's more characters but i don't know they just didn't really talk about her his uncle yeah they just didn't super stand out to me for some reason all the other ones those are like the main three well the Um, other guy 
maybe that was Franz, the the older guy who works with him. Okay, I do really like that guy. The older guy who works with him at the hotel in yeah, yeah. bed and breakfast, whatever it is. <laughs> um, he is the one who, like, he knows what Rudy's up to all the time. Whenever he disappears, yeah. he, like, he sees Rudy, like, staring at the mountains out the window. But he also is the one who, like, teaches him how to climb. Him, yeah, that's He right. takes that's right. Rudy and Lisbeth out to climb, obviously not the Matterhorn or the Citadel, but he takes them out and teaches them, like, the basics of climbing and then makes sure that he's able to go after the captain whenever the captain leaves for the Citadel climb. He, like, goes out and helps him prepare. Like, here, put this bag of rocks on your back, and you climb with this. I love that he, like, gets annoyed when Rudy blows off work, you know? But then, (laughs) but he's, like, encouraging it at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. I really like him. Yeah. He was also cute. I'm just gonna lump the uncle and the mom together. I just am not a fan. I think that, like, I understand your... I understand that you're scared, and I understand your hesitation to allow him to be a guide. But at the end of the day, like, holding him back like that is, like, people should just know at this point, like, that's going to backfire on you. They're not, like, the person that you're trying to hold back, it's going to make them want that even more. Yep. And that's exactly what it does with Rudy. I just think that you're going about the entire situation the wrong way. Instead of holding him back from it, teach him to make sure that he learns the proper safety precautions and, like, just make sure that he's not stupid with climbing. Well, because... Not that his father was stupid with climbing and that's why he died, but, like, just make sure that he's trained properly. Wouldn't you rather him get lessons on doing it and train with somebody than trying to figure it out on his own? Plus, also, um, denying it from him, like Mike said, is going to make him want it more, and it might lead to reckless behavior. And guess Mm -hmm. what? It does, because he finally gets up on this mountain with permission from his mom and uncle, although they didn't want to, but they finally give him permission, and then he decides to go and do this path on his own. Like, I thought I found a better path. It gets him in some serious trouble. Just encourage the child. Let him spread his wings. Let him learn that he can trust that this is the best path. To follow his uncle, who's a trained guide, like, I think had he been more involved in climbing leading up to this point, he would have known better than to go off on his own like that and try to come up with a better path. Or he wouldn't feel like he needed to prove himself. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I think that they just went about, sorry, they went about parenting the wrong way. (laughs) My opinion, at least. (sighs) Ah, Yeah. All right, favorite character and scene. My favorite character is Rudy. He's super dreamy. <laughs> and I I love that he is so ambitious. He also is he just reminds me like I feel like I would have done what he did had I been in his situation, like I would have gone about the situation the exact same way that he did. Could see that. And I just feel like he's super relatable um, in that way. And I appreciate that they have a character that's like that. Um, Favorite scene is, I think it's whenever he finds his dad's path. Was that yours? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) But so, like, I, I like how he finds it, but he doesn't, he doesn't, 
really think he he doesn't get all the way through it when he first finds it, you know. He like hurts himself. Mhm. And then whenever they come back as a team, the the one guy who's from the other city who's actually like leading the captain up there. Um he like wants nothing to do. He tries to lie and say that it's not real cuz he doesn't want Rudy basically to get the fame of getting through the Citadel. Yeah, he's a sleazeball. Um, <laughs> and I love that the captain like gives it a chance long enough, gives Rudy a chance to prove that this is the path and this is the right way to go. Um, and I love that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my favorite character is Elizabeth. I like her. Yeah, I like her a lot. Just because I love how cute and sweet she is. Maybe it's Hufflepuff in me. I don't know. I love her enthusiasm for Rudy's passion. Like, she just totally encourages it. Like, yeah. She's such a good partner to him. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's scared, too, because, like, I mean, mountain climbing is dangerous, obviously. But she's like, I know this is your passion. I know it's what you love. Like, go for it. And she helps him by buying those shoes and, like, surprising him and all that cute stuff. So... And, yeah, she just gets so excited for him. Yeah. You know, like... Like, watching him on the, um, on the, not the telescope, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Watching him on the telescope being like, oh, this is where they're at on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's just so encouraging, even from afar. Right. Just, yeah. like, his biggest cheerleader. It's so cute. Yeah, I like her a lot. Um, and, yeah, my favorite scene is, you know, Rudy finding his dad's path, like, I knew it was there. Like, I believed in my dad. I believed in myself. Like, I found it. Yeah. It's here. That was, it was nice to see him get so rewarded. It was empowering. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. That's why I liked it so much. Also, I will say, I like when he sneaks out of work for the first time. We see him, like, with Elizabeth, of course, encouraging, like, Mm -hmm. slowly just, like, sneak away from the dishes, even though he has a lot of work to do. Yeah. (laughs) Just to go take a stroll in the mountains. And then save somebody's life. Yeah. 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 Um, least favorite character is gonna be a tie for me, I think, between the between Rudy's uncle and the guide that the captain hires from the other city. For different for name. different reasons. The the guide I don't like because yeah, as Katie said, he's just a sleazeball. Like he wants the fame for it. He comes around a little bit at the end after like Rudy saves his life. <laughs> But leading up to that, like, he's just kind of a jerk. And he is on this expedition for all the wrong reasons. He's on it for the fame and glory of getting to the top of the Citadel, and that's it. Like, he doesn't care really about who's coming with him. He's not really there to look out for anybody. He's there for himself. Um, And that bothers me. And then his uncle, I I just really hate how much he holds Rudy back. Like... Again, as I've said, like, I feel like Rudy would have done so much better had he been encouraged and taught how to climb properly younger. Like, he could have been an even better climber than he turned out to be had he actually gotten training at a younger age, you know? Right. Um, so just, like, imagine how great he could have been with that. Yeah. Least favorite scene? Just because it's sad, I hated whenever Rudy went back into his room and discovered all of his climbing things gone. And how his uncle was like, well, I can use the rope and I can use the pick because I'm an, I'm a guide, so he just gets these things. And then he just went and sold the shoes. I mean, thankfully, Elizabeth is the one who bought them, but like, had that not been the case, that would have just been a really crappy thing to do. Yeah, that's low. That's low. Uh, my least favorite character is that that guy that um, the, the captain, captain hires. hires. 
Just because, I don't know, the whole time, I just got, like, a really bad, I think you're supposed to, like, a really bad feeling from him. Like, this guy doesn't have his heart in it the way other people do. Yeah, he's just there for the fame and glory. Um, he doesn't care about Rudy's passion and that, like, this is kind of, like, a growing moment for him. Like, this is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the chance for him to prove himself. Not to, I think, like, not just everybody else, but also to himself. Like, I really am my father's son, you know? Right. Um, someone he looks up to so much and, like, wants to fill those shoes. Um, but least favorite scene... I don't know. I don't know if it's because I got tired or whatever, but I kind of got really lost on the story when they were all in a big group together on the mountain. And I don't know if that's just me. Like Towards I probably the end, climbing the citadel. Yeah, I don't know if there was just like too many. I don't. I just couldn't grasp the story at the time. Like I need to watch it again for me personally. Meg clearly grasped it all, and she was just not. <laughs> she loved it, which is great. Um, but yeah, I'll need to watch. I, can, it again. I mean, like there were like quite a few different angles going on at the yeah, same time, and I don't know. I just couldn't. It was just hard. Like for me you to were focus. following the captain and the uncle, and you were following the the guide, and you were following Rudy, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just hard. For I me. think it was probably because you were tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just means I can watch it again if I want to. Two ninety nine Amazon. I want to buy this one. That's fine. Yeah, I can watch it whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, what does this story mean to me or what did I take away from it? I think just like, don't let anybody hold you back ever. I, you know, I know that sometimes people say like, oh, you dream too big or something like that, but it's like people can dream big and they like, they can make it work. You yeah. know, I mean, just because you dream big doesn't mean it's impossible. And even if like people are telling you it's impossible, that doesn't mean that it's not worth trying at least once. People told Katie and I that moving down to Florida was a horrible decision. And like, while we did end up moving back home, like, I'm so glad that we did that. Like, I don't, it's a part of us now, you know? Yeah. Like I don't regret doing that, but like there were people who were like, you're going to fail. And it's like, <sighs> Why would you tell somebody that? Right. Like, that's just not, like, just don't. Don't be that Don't ever be that person. Yeah. Please, listeners, never be that person to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my takeaway is also, like, just embrace your passions. Same thing as Meg, you know? Um, Don't ever, ever, ever let anyone tell you that whatever you love, whatever you have such an extreme passion for is stupid or childish or never gonna happen or you can't do that never because I don't know just I've experienced things that like I've made myself open to new things and like things have happened that I have never expected um I don't know like even just something simple as like and we get this with some of our listeners on Swish and Flick where I I don't know I don't really want to like tell people I'm a Potter fan because it's kind of childish. Who cares? People say that about Disney too. Yeah, though, and, you know? and like, Disney. No. Yes, that's a good point. It's like, no, it's just something I'm passionate about. It's not weird. It's something that makes me happy. It's not hurting anybody. Me and Meg are sharing this podcast together, which is great because it brings all these different conversations like into our relationship, and it, it's really cool. We get to grow in a different way together. So it's not stupid or childish. It's it's something beautiful, you know? It makes our love for Disney grow. Yeah. As a couple and individually. And, like, we're definitely a couple who's going to raise our children on Disney. And I think that I think that doing this podcast, too, like, 
not to totally go off topic and snowball, but like (laughs) snowball, (laughs) but like doing this podcast, it's like kind of, it's like cemented now in my brain that like Disney legitimately is just a part of our being as a couple. Yeah. And I think that, I think that that can be the case for anybody. And who cares if some people think that it's childish or not? Like, I was raised on Disney. It was ingrained in my mind since I was little. My mom loves it. And we're no less of adults than other people. It's just we have this love for something that brings us joy and happiness. And who... Nobody should ever tell you to stop loving something that brings you so much joy. That's mm-hmm. just not okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, who cares that I'm 20 eight and I like to ride Dumbo at Magic Kingdom (laughs) (laughs) or that my favorite ride is the Winnie the Pooh ride like so what I'm a nostalgic person I enjoy nostalgia I like I like seeing I don't know I just like being a part of who I am I think you should just always remember that like like, my Disney passion. Like, someone else's passion is my Disney passion. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, like, while they might not get what I love and I might not get what they love, I can appreciate it because everybody has something um, that they just cling to, something that brings them life, something mm-hmm. that brings them joy. Our roommate is a great example of big differences, but I can understand his love for things. Right. Our roommate is, like, huge into punk music. Totally not my thing. But it brings him such joy and happiness that, like, I can relate to that on the level of my love for Disney and Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So, like, we can both understand it, even though we don't have the same love for those things. Right. So, try and uh, open open your mind to that. Yeah. Be open to other people's passions. You don't have to be passionate about it, but you can appreciate it. Mm Mm-hmm. Whew, that was a soapbox. I think we stood on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have a third man still. Oh, man. It's okay. All right. I'm going to say thank you to uh, myself and Meg for being present yeah. in this podcast. It was a great episode. We're just so great. <laughs> All right. So, Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So, make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod and on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, along with our Facebook discussion group, which has our comprehensive list of movies that we're going to be watching, along with the availability to be on an episode with us. So you can check that list out and just comment on it or email or message us with what movies you're interested in joining us on, and I'll put you on the list. Lastly, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod and look out for a new Grown Up Kids Patreon starting in January. Look for a Grown Up Grown Up Kids Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and make sure to watch Toby Tyler or 10 Weeks with a Circus ahead of tomorrow's Podmas episode. And that's one movie. It's not two, which I actually was like kind of confused (laughs) about at first. (laughs) It's really cute. It is. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.
scenes 